Welcome back to HFC. Uh, last week, you know, we started talking about dieting and specifically spiritual dieting because we weren't talking about, you know, regular foods. Um, and our main focuses last week were discussing what Jesus says about what we should be doing as far as spiritual dieting, which is we should be consuming and receiving our daily anointing every day. And then we talked about what that anointing was, and we said that anointing was Jesus, and talked about how to include it, which is just by making time for God, reading your Bible, praying and worshiping, doing a, a devotional, doing something. And honestly, sometimes our diets, you know, you kind of figure out what works for you. For some people, you know, we can get away with just doing a little bit of exercise, or um, we can read our Bible for about... 15 minutes and feel good, but sometimes we end up needing more or less, or never really less, but you know, we end up needing more um, than other times. Lastly, we talked about how it affected us and what it means for our daily lives. It gives us more resilience when things come against us because we're more spiritually prepared. We have put on our armor of God and we're ready for it. This week, we're going to go more into how it affects us when we're spiritually dieting correctly, meaning when we have a good diet of, you know, God. And and there is a balance because, you know, we have to find ourselves in the world because we have to make money. We have to, you know, do all these things that are required to live. We have to eat. We have to cook. You can't literally just eat, live, and, and drink, eat, breathe, and drink God. That doesn't mean that he can exist with you throughout all those times when you're doing stuff that where you can't physically, where you're sleeping, um, when you're showering, you can put on some um, worship music or just, you know, pray or something. But anyway, this week is talking more about the how it affects us and other people when we're spiritually dieting correctly. But before we go into that, talking about diets and how sometimes they change when we're sick or under a attack, because that's what happens when we get sick. We have these invisible things, or at least invisible to us, germs attacking us. And what do we typically do? We change our diet. We start consuming. I know like if I start getting sick, you might see me consume more vitamin C or something. Uh, a lot of people go for those emergency packs and just drink a whole bunch of vitamin C so that way their body is more prepared for whatever bacteria or infection they're fighting or illness they're fighting. And in the same way, sometimes that occurs when we're going through a spiritual battle. You can feel a spiritual battle coming on. And yet sometimes instead of diving more into the word, we're all like, I don't know, we do the opposite. It's like we pretend it's not there and we just like manage the symptoms and we'll watch more TV to calm ourselves or relax. I need some more me time to, to cool down so I don't blow up. In reality, those are the times where we should be making more time for God. And so in that essence, um, I'm kind of doing that. I I don't know. I found myself just being like, oof, super just exhausted spiritually and failing a lot. And I realized, you know what? I'm going to spend more time with God right now because I feel like spiritually I'm sick. Spiritually I'm under attack. So I'm just going to spend more time with God is it as much time as I'm normally going to spend? No. My point is, when we're sick, we tend to change our diet. We tend to consume different types of foods, and we tend to consume more vitamins and maybe even do some medicines. But what does that look like when you're under spiritual attack, when you're spiritually feeling sick or ill? What do we do? We spend more time in God. We spend more time worshiping, praying, asking for prayer, reading our Bibles, um, taking part in spiritual warfare. Anyway, today we're talking more about the effects that being and having a good spiritual diet have on us. So in order to talk about this and just kind of get an idea, we're going to be taking a look at Acts chapter 2, verse 42 through 47. It says, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. 
All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts. And this is a powerful part. Praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. So in essence, they were spending so much time in God and spending so much time together in a community of God, just ministering to each other and lifting each other up and holding each other accountable and speaking life and blessings into each other, that they were constantly just adding to the church, constantly just adding to those who believed in God because they were seeing how these people were living, but they were only capable of seeing how these people were living in God and how and how God was changing their lives and the effect that God was making because they were daily receiving at spiritual nutrition. Another verse that we're going to take a look at really quick is Acts chapter 2, verse 36 through 41. In this part of the text, it's talking about Peter and his experience in sharing with these people. So 36, therefore, let all Israel be assured of this. God has made this Jesus whom you crucified, both Lord and Messiah. When the people heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the other apostles, brothers, what shall we do? Peter replied, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. The promises for you and your children and for all who are far off, for all whom the Lord our God will call. With many other words, he warned them and he pleaded with them, save yourselves from this corrupt generation. Those who accepted his message were baptized and about 3,000 were added to their number that day. The part that I love about this verse is, and honestly the Bible, is if you take a look at Peter's life, there was nothing special about him. There was no, oh, he had a talent for this. He wasn't like a rich person. He wasn't an intelligent person necessarily. He wasn't a stupid person, but he wasn't like, wow, this man is the smartest person in the town and and Jesus approached him and, and just worked with that. Peter was just a lowly fisherman. The only difference between Peter and some of the other people was that Jesus called called him, but it wasn't just Jesus calling him because there were other people that Jesus called, but they didn't listen. They weren't willing to move. It was that Jesus called him and he listened. The special part about the situation didn't have to do with the fact that it was Peter. It could have been anybody. The only reason that this was capable of happening was because Peter was called by Jesus and he listened. In this verse, we see Peter sharing his experiences in the word of God that he knows, but he only knows it because he listened to God and was receiving and was able to minister based off of what he received. But if we're not receiving that daily nutrition from our Bible every day, then we're not going to be able to share and make differences in the in the lives of people. So honestly, the major effect of this is that when we stand on the truth and power of God's word, we're able to share our experiences with Jesus and the Lord will bring the increase. It's not about changing our approach. It's not about using specific words. It's not about sharing specific verses. It's about continual devotion. It's not the words we say. It's the word we take in and how its truth speaks through us. I always love saying this. It's not about what we're saying. It's how we're saying it. And in this sense, what we're saying has power because we know what we're saying, first of all, and because the Holy Spirit is with us because we're receiving that daily nutrition. So the Holy Spirit is fed and the Holy Spirit is there with us when we speak. I mean, we see this pretty often in church when we go to church and you can just tell. You can just tell. The message may not even be that deep. It could be something that you've heard before, but you can feel when the Holy Spirit is there. And it may be something that you've heard a whole bunch of times over the week or over the past two weeks, but it's like they say the exact same thing and it's like, oh, that hits you. And you're like, you find yourself ready to listen. You find yourselves ready to receive. That kind of thing only happens when the person talking has received the daily nutrition and has the Holy Spirit 
fed within them. And so one of the biggest effects of having that daily nutrition is the fact that when your spirit is fed like that, you're able to provide growth, not only for yourself, like we talked about last time, but also growth for the people around you. When we find ourselves praising God and having a diet of God every single day and receiving that daily nutrition, we begin to see effects on the people around us. Not because of the words that we're necessarily saying, but because they can feel the Holy Spirit behind the words that we're saying and the verses that we're sharing. And honestly, it just makes us more prepared because if you're reading your Bible every day, you're obviously going to know more verses than if you're not. And even if someone spent their entire life and knows every verse of the Bible, they're still the part of feeding your spirit. You could know every verse of the Bible, but if you don't have the spirit, those words are going to fall short. Like, for example, everybody knows that even the devil knows the Bible. He quotes scripture at Jesus when he's trying to trick and deceive him. So it's not about necessarily just knowing the word. It's about knowing the word and having the Holy Spirit within you. When we have the Holy Spirit and we have the living word, we have growth not just for us, but we have growth for our church and growth for other people. So if you're not receiving daily and feeding your spirit, the spirit that's within you, the Holy Spirit, and you're not also knowing the word, there's not going to be any growth. So I find this powerful because not only does having a good spiritual diet affect us and affect how spiritually prepared and mentally prepared that we find ourselves to deal with demons and and spirits and just honestly just having a blessed day, it affects other people. Just by us being prepared, we can affect the lives and make things easier for people around us, our loved ones, people we care about, people we don't care about. You can begin to change them just by being spiritually prepared and sharing a word or saying something that just they feel the spirit, even though they don't necessarily know what it is, they can just tell. I know so many people before they come to Christ, they're like, I never really knew what it was about someone, but you could, I just felt it when I was around them. And, and you, there's so many stories of that. And that thing that they feel or that they see, or just, I feel calm around you, or I like being around you. That's the Holy Spirit that they're kind of getting the sense of, that they're getting the feel of. They're enjoying being around you because they feel the Holy Spirit on you and they feel the Holy Spirit on you because you're having that daily relationship or at least an often relationship with Jesus. Anyway, um, that was just the main part of today's talk, talking about the fact that there's more than just an effect for us. There's an effect for other people. And honestly, that's what we're being called to do. It wasn't because Peter knew the word and it wasn't because the Peter had been with Jesus. It was both of them. It's because Peter was with Jesus and Peter knew the word because he knew both. He had the Holy Spirit and he knew the word he was able to cause growth. So whether you know all the Bible or not, it's not about just knowing the Bible. It's also about feeding your Holy Spirit. And if you just feed your Holy Spirit but don't know the Bible, again, you're hindering that growth. So when we have both in hand, it's when growth and change is happening. So make sure you read your Bible because not only is it affecting you, but it's affecting the people around you, your loved ones, the people you care about, people you don't care about because they can just feel your spirit. And when Jesus is there, you know, when the Spirit of the Lord is there, there is freedom. So sometimes even just having your spirit, your Holy Spirit, yeah, you might get attacked sometimes, most most of the time, really. But you're also going to cause freedom for the people around you just by being around them, just by having a presence there and speaking words. Sometimes they, they're going to begin to feel that difference. And then through that, you might open a door and later on, they might you know, accept Jesus into their hearts. You never know. But the thing that's necessary for those kinds of situations to happen are for people to be in the word and for people to have the Holy Spirit. Anyway, as always, we're going to go ahead and end this with a prayer. Dear God, thank you for gifting us the Holy Spirit and your living word for spiritual nutrition. I pray that you continue to develop a hunger for your word within us. Help us to make it the foundation of who we are. Let us use it to bring others to increase the body of Christ. 
continue to increase the compassion and understanding that we have, the capacity we have to listen to others when they are hurting, and give us the wisdom and the understanding to give them a word. Help us to have the strength and the boldness to speak life and uplift them rather than condemn or judge them. Begin to change our mindsets, Lord, as we fill ourselves with your word and just spend time with you daily. Begin to change our mindsets in the way that we speak to people. Learning to share your love and to love them as you loved us instead of seeing them as the world sees them. Lord, I ask that whenever we read your word and whenever we spend time with you, Lord, that you continue to give us insight and wisdom and just reveal more and more to us about what you have for us and, and what your word means for us and what your word means for others. And lastly, Lord, I ask that you lead us from temptation and forgive us of our sins. In the name of Jesus, amen. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of HFC. I hope you enjoyed it. Hope you received something. And, you know, I just remember to continue focusing on how you can change your diet, making God more of the center of your diet and focusing a little less on the world. I'm not saying that from a judgment point. I'm saying that from a let's all do this together because I am working on that too. Anyway, have a God blessed week and uh, see you next week. Thank you. Bye.